Hey everybody and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to episode 141. Um, brought to you today back with the dynamic duo with myself and Evan. Evan, how are we feeling this week? Uh, I'm good. Uh, just had my last day off of the week. I'm off Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm headed back into what I'm sure will be a psychotically busy weekend. But uh, it's been good, you know, just uh, trying to... Get some time in the sun, play some golf. Yeah. I played today, but it was one to forget. I guess a side note before we get into what we're going to talk about today, since today's the last day of Prime Day, do you order anything? I have not. Do you get anything? I, I saw that it was it was started yesterday, but I haven't ordered anything, no. Yeah, ordered a new desk. It's going to be like 55 inches. Um, I think Zach's ordering a new monitor, so I'm going to get one of his his old one so i'll have two monitors going and more space oh, that's good. so it'll be good going forward when i've got to do like um film stuff breaking down for the high school or if i'm just playing games i can play on one and then have a, a stream or something else on the other you know what i mean yeah that's clutch i've been part of two monitor gang for a very long time it's certainly a uh certainly an improvement yeah it's gonna be a revelation but uh, on the work end, I'm just not looking forward to this weekend because work's going to be absolute pain. Yep. Um, the 4th of July last week was really bad, but I think this will probably come close to it with the amount of shit we're going to get. There's so but, many uh, people down, dude. I, I looked. I uh, I played golf with one of my buddies, well, a couple of my buddies today, but I had to. I drove one of them from, from where one of your routes is, and yeah. I was looking at the parkway. It was just absolute fucking mayhem. Yeah, and like for for the islands that we cover, it's it's not the end of the world. Like Wildwood's fucking the worst in the world because yeah. um some of those carriers like on Sundays they've been out there until like ten eleven o'clock at night. They go in at like eight nine in the morning. That's nasty. I mean that's obscene stuff. And one of the guys at work today told me made a good point. He's like, well, the rich people get so much shit already. Like, I don't think Prime Day is going to be that much more of a problem. Oh, no. I mean, they just order so much shit regardless. Well, they probably don't even realize what's going on. If it's Prime Day or not, they're going to order it regardless. Yeah. I got to look, I guess, after this. I don't know when deals expire, but I know some like, somebody I work with got a Roomba. He said it was like, be like $900. They got it for 400 I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, I, I I can't see myself paying four beans for a Roomba, but maybe I'm just not at that point in my life, I suppose. Yeah, who knows? But um, speaking about points in life for the next World Cup coming up here in the in December is going to be the topic of today's episode since we have a few more weeks until the Prem starts, less than a month, um, August 5th, with, of course, your Gunners opening up. Yep. Um. Hopefully it turns out better this year than it did last. But um, besides that, we're going to talk about, I guess we're going to run through the roster of the main players for the U.S. men's national team. We're going to discuss where they're at now, maybe their performances over the end of the qualifying period and um, after the Gold Cup and and, uh, CONCACAF from last year that they won. Um, We'll just go over maybe if they decide they need to move or if they should stick out where they are because... um, I think the competition level and the club at the club level is risen even higher, and the intensity is that much more because um, during a, a World Cup year, because t- players on the fringe of squad of making this their their uh, international squads are 
playing that much harder to make it because uh, obviously the World Cup's every four years where in the future, I'm sure there's going to be discussions to make it probably every two two years or so, but yeah. uh, um, for money moves mainly. But still, um, yeah, I guess enough of an intro there. Um, I guess we'll start from back to front. We'll go with the goalies. It's probably like four or five we can talk about that of played some sort of of regular minutes whether it's in the international friendlies or um in the main competitions and uh to start off we'll go we'll, we'll keep on with the arsenal stuff matt turner just made his move from new england to arsenal uh watched all the videos on the on their youtube page and socials about his first day and uh to get his gist he his uh he is a gunner fan grew up a fan his whole life and um Obviously, I think we can both agree he's not going to start over Aaron Ramsdale. Um, nope. So um, I guess another question is if Burnt Leno stays, I'm sure he'll get shipped out if the, this move is made. But um, is this is this a good move for him? Or maybe do you see him maybe getting loaned out? Or is he maybe just a cup goalie for the year? Well, I think there probably will be a cup goalie. That's, that's a good shout. Uh, Leno, I believe, is on his way out. It's looking like um, he's going to try and get a, a full-time gig somewhere. And we're not, we're really just not going to see, um, we're, we're not going to see him get pretty much any time whatsoever with Ramsdale barring an injury. So um, yeah. I'd say that, that Leno's probably on his way out. It's going to look like Turner's going to be the backup, which I think is fine. Um, he is young. Or not really that young, but for a keeper, still young, twenty-eight years old. Uh, actually, born in Park Ridge, New Jersey, by the way. So, um, another New Jersey Arsenal fan, which uh, I love to see personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's room for development there. I think at Arsenal, he uh, his goalkeeping style not quite uh, the same as Ramsdale. Ramsdale is really unique, so it's going to be a big change if he does have to come in and, and play at any points, but. I'm looking forward to just seeing, um, well, hoping one that Arsenal keep him and don't loan him out. Uh, I think that would be trouble. And then two, I'm looking forward to seeing how he how he plays with those guys back there because there's there's rumors that uh, we're gonna keep Saliba now for sure. And I'm just really excited to see what a young backline looks like there at Arsenal. I think it could be great, and to see Turner jump in there uh, every once in a while would be, I think, probably entertaining. Yeah, made his debut um, a couple last Friday against Nuremberg. Gave up yep. two, but I saw the one was an absolute screamer. That yeah, I'm that sure. was that was think. obscene. Plus, I don't think I think people kind of get, um, even including myself, at times you get kind of infatuated with these scores and you think certain things. But at the end of the day, everybody's just getting their fitness, and yeah. you ultimately don't just want to see the guys get minutes and don't pick up any unnecessary injuries. So. Yep. Um, I'm sure he's going to get plenty more time in their upcoming games. Uh, I hope he plays in the um, matchup against Chelsea the end of the month here in Florida. Yeah, um, I'm sure he's showing all of his teammates around the the states, getting them used to the country. Since uh, same deal with Pulisic with with Chelsea. Um, nice for them to be home for the summer, uh, extended holiday, if you will. But yeah, moving on to. Um, Sean Johnson, this isn't one we could really stay on. He's he's one of those guys that's on the fringe. He's only made, I think, 11, um, has had only 11 caps for the national team over a 10, 11-year career in the MLS. Now he's with NYFC. Um, is he somebody that could kind of break into that three right now of Stefan, um, Turner, and Horvath? Or no, is, I, uh... I just don't see that happening, to be honest with you, because... 
one, like you said, he doesn't have a lot of caps. He's 33 years old. The only time he's getting is uh, in the MLS, which we know is not as competitive as a league as some of these other leagues. Even we're going to look at Ethan Horvath next. He's at Luton Town now. Even that's a more competitive league, I'd say, uh, in terms of the style of football that you're you're getting used to. Uh, I just don't see Sean Johnson breaking in at any point, barring some sort of horrific injury to Zach Steffen or uh, or Turner, to be honest. Yeah, it's tough. I think the only thing I would say is if it's uh, if you want to have an experienced goalkeeper in there with um, some some wise wise things to say, because yeah. all the other guys, like you mentioned, are a lot younger. I think it goes um, Johnson, Turner, and then maybe Stefan and Horvath. I think yeah. that's the age, but it's not like there are any young ones. There's one more I'd want to mention, but um, yeah, I guess Ethan Horvath now um, just got promoted with Forrest to yeah. the Premier League. Um, they brought in Dean Henderson now to be their main goalkeeper for the year on loan. They already had somebody playing ahead of Horvath as well in the championship. Um, so now he gets loaned back to the championship to play for Luton Town, like you mentioned. Um, I definitely think the championship is a lot more competitive and challenging than the MLS, but um, I would really hope he would be the starter there. They have, It's listed right here. They have like five goalkeepers there, and I see Matt Macy, who was previously an Arsenal goalkeeper yes, as well. Was. I remember. Uh, so um is he somebody that kind of fills in that three spot if you will because we've, we've seen him at good moments in um the summer last summer in the confederates cup yeah i think he's i mean we saw a lot of him last year i think he's a really sound keeper uh he gets he got a lot of reps there with with uh with nottingham forest last year and i think we're gonna see more this year him with luton town uh he's gonna get a ton of regular season reps there so i think uh, as long as he stays on form and, and Luton sort of perform uh, in that table, that you could you could certainly see him him make his way in. I mean, we every time I see Zach Steffen play, you know, not necessarily in net for the U.S., but he plays cup games or, you know, weird games, off games for City, it's always a disaster. So I I think that that competition for number one, it's it's not as not as clear cut as it used to be you know we used to just have one guy that was always going to be the guy it was casey keller then it was howard as howard for a long time and it's just it's just not like that anymore yeah i think we're entering that that uh transition period where we're just trying to find that guy and uh you mentioned stefan now with city they brought in stefan ortega from the bundesliga now to be that number two um they're keeping scott carson they're like their 45 year old goalkeeper um, as the third stringer, as a meme, um, and then obviously they have Ederson, who's top class. Yeah. So he's guaranteed to leave on loan. I'm sure he won't leave on a permanent, maybe, but we'll see. Um, where do you think? I mean, not that it should fit the, the the team that needs a goalkeeper, but where do you think? Like maybe just keep it broad league wise. Do you think would be best for him to go play in? Um, I mean, obviously you look to La Liga, right? You you want to send a guy like that over to another competitive league where he may get some extracurricular reps, not just normal, um, you know, regular season, maybe where he can compete in some solid cups. I could also see him in Serie A, to be honest with you. Uh, I think guys adapt to, to Serie A and La Liga better than they do to League One, which is France. So I think I, I could see him going to like a mid-table or mid-to-top table in La Liga. I think that would be great. Um, it just a, it's, it's a matter of, you know, will a guy jail right away? Will he not? You know, what teams need 
Keepers, I, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest with you. I know there's a lot yeah. of older guys that, that play keeper in La Liga at this point. So uh, if they're not interested in, in bringing in a fresh crop of, of young goalkeepers, then it, it's not it's kind of a non-starter. But I think that that, that would be ideal for him, you know what I mean, to, to see him go. Yeah. And even if he's going to be the number two and learn somewhere else under better keepers, like... Send the guy to Atleti. Let him learn under O-Block or something. I just don't think, like, Ederson's style of goalkeeping is... I don't really think you can teach it. I think he's super athletic, and I just... I don't know. I, I don't think... I think, so. it, uh, I think he has just some intangibles and also... Yeah, the, he does. The, his, his passing range along with Allison. You see yeah, the, the building out of the back. Yeah, it's just the the wide range. He can play the ball out of the back when teams are pressing them is his top tier. and. Yeah. Stefan started his career with the crew there in the MLS yeah. for three seasons, made a move to Dusseldorf in the Bundesliga for half a season, and then yeah. he made his move to City. Um, he's been there for two years now. This would be going on his third, but he's going to leave. So I honestly think this is his last year where he's going to have a chance to play as the starter because the next guy I'm going to bring up probably is going to be in the mix for the next one is uh, Selena from um, uh, the fire. He's Chelsea want, right? I think Chelsea have come to terms with the fire and they've agreed on a fee around 10 million euros. Um, but, and they're going to loan him back to the fire for the next year or two to let him continue to grow where he is. So he's hot. He's 18 years old. I think he's the highest on the websites we use when it comes to players being valued. I think he's the highest valued goalkeeper at his age. Um, and he was linked with other clubs beside Chelsea and um, Madrid. And uh, I think Wolves as well were looking at him. So I think it's a good move for Chelsea thinking long-term and also for him and his career. He's setting himself up for a nice move in a couple years. Yep. Uh, gets a little older, more more of a experience under his belt in the at just in the professional sports world. So he can have some more maturity about himself before maybe he leaves the country. So... And um, he was between Poland. I think he has dual citizenship with yep. the U.S. And, and Poland. So, um, and he chose the U.S. So, I think I think in the next World Cup in twenty twenty six, that's going to be here. Um, I think he has a strong shot if he continues this rise. He yeah. can be uh, at that number one. He's mega young. He's only eighteen. He was technically, I think he was born in Illinois or something like somewhere in the Midwest. But six four hundred ninety four pounds. I mean, the guy's a stud. So I think that's that's really a, sort of a killer move if if Chelsea can develop him and uh, I mean well it's the fire that has to develop him but if he can make that move eventually for when Mendy's on his way out which by the way doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon uh, it uh, could it could bode very well for the U.S. There's an opening for that number two spot because yeah. we, everybody knows we want Kepa gone so that's I think that would be a fine spot. Yeah. That's just tough with the wages he's on to get him out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was gonna say something else about him. Oh, I was. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe he's. Everybody thinks he's playing so well in that, even though the Fire are dead last in the East. Yep. Like it just shows how bad they are with with Shakiri and uh, Shavilko, ex <laughs> yeah. Union guy. And then that's the game we're gonna go to next month. We're gonna see them play at the Union. Killer. Um, Union need redemption there. They lost one nil in Chicago a couple weeks ago. Um, and we'll, all right, so that's the goalkeepers. Now to the field players. Um, we'll go with uh center backs. I think this guy's an absolute lock to start. Demon. It, 
Uh, Walker Zimmerman, 29 years old, 6'3", 194, plays for Nashville. Um, top tier, top tier center back. Unfortunate last year they lost in a PK shootout in the MLS finals. He he missed his penalty, but um, that's not what we want him for. We want him for his leadership in the back, um, set pieces and such. And um, yeah, I mean, I think what, what do you think about Walker Zimmerman? I, I think he's played in the MLS his whole career. If I can double check that, but yeah, I believe you're right there. Um. Well, the thing is about these sort of guys are you're just not. Yeah, he. Well, he actually played for. He 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 made his debut in the MLS in 2013. Yeah, he, he played, played for five Fairman. years. He played five years with FC Dallas. Yep. Played us a couple seasons with LAFC, and now he's with Nashville. And uh, he's been in the national team system since 2014. Made yep. an appearance for the U23. So this guy isn't new to the to the international level and um at the age of 29 he's at the prime age to go into a world cup and be that guy for us in the back kind of how um i think john brooks was looked at yeah. and now has kind of faded out because we haven't seen him be given any call-ups over the last year or two yeah i mean he is one of those guys that will never leave the mls he's always played in the mls he's from Lawrenceville, Georgia. He's a southern, you know, old southern good old boy, and it's he's he's just bred it like he's like white bread. He's he's very consistent. He you know exactly what you're gonna get with him. He's not extremely dynamic. He's more a static player, but he's gonna be there. He's solid back there. He's gotten a goal and an assist in his entire career, uh, or not his For the season. Career, just the season rather. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> 31 caps for the U.S. and three goals. He's just he's very solid, and I don't I don't really see him probably ever leaving uh, the MLS, especially not you know he's 29 now. He's already played a ton of time in the league. I don't leaving, and I think that if he's going to just be the stable guy back there, then that's fine. I don't know what more uh, he really needs rep wise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's definitely locking the one. And yeah. um, I think the guy that I think should be partnered with him, that I think they have good chemistry and similar body types. You got Miles Robinson, four years younger at 25, 6'2", 183 pounds, plays for Atlanta, another MLS guy. I think we're going to see a lot of, um, you're going to see a good mix of European club players and also MLS driven guys in this team. I think that's always that always needs to be a thing. You need a good mix of MLS players in here too to represent the country because um, it it backs the league and what we're producing here. Um, rather than if we had all guys just going to Europe or Mexico or South America to play, I think that would just reflect poorly on our development as a country when it comes to talent. So I think the, those two guys specifically are good reminders of how um, playing your whole careers in America can can uh, give you a chance at the national level. So yeah. um, I think I think Miles Robinson is newer, obviously hasn't been in the MLS as long. He's, he's oh, yeah, four years. He's been four years with Atlanta. So he's played his whole career in Atlanta. He went, right? Yeah, he went through the, the academy there, um, played in the USL level there with Syracuse Orange and this Charleston Battery. So um, he's gone through the ranks similar to how guys in England do um, in the lower tiers to make their way up to the Prem. So similar story, different country, but 
um, from what you've seen on, from him internationally, is he similar to Miles or um, Walker Zimmerman? And he can he lock up that other starring duo? Yeah, I think they can both. I mean, I think that's a that's a totally fine uh, center back pairing. I I actually I'm a I'm a Carter Vickers guy. I I like him. We've only seen a little bit of him. We've only seen ten caps. Yeah, he uh, just solidified that move to Celtic now from Tottenham. Right, he was at Tottenham. He's only twenty four. I I like him. I'd like to see him developed a little bit more. But I think right now Miles Robinson is probably the other go to there. Um, I just think that's that's probably the 200 best. Two hundred pounds. This guy's thick. Who Carter Vickers? He's a yeah. he's a monster. He's he's huge. Um, just like. I don't know. He's he's not that tall, but he's really thick. He's just he's built for Scottish football too, butting people off the ball. Um right. I, th- I think that's a great move actually over there to uh to Celtic for him. That's besides the point. Um but yeah, I think I think Miles Robinson and um <clears throat> Walker Zimmerman are is a is a decent enough center back pairing. I mean it's not not certainly not the best we've ever had, but I don't think it's the worst either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Carter Vickers is another guy that you can consider in like maybe the top five to six who can be in there. Yeah. Um, another he has, guy he list- has dual citizenship too. He hasn't. He's only played ten games for the U.S. Yeah. Uh, another guy on here, MLS, um, who I think for a couple years there was considered uh, one of the main guys in the back, and now is kind of faded out through injury and um, just. Um, just not not bad form really is just Aaron Long for yeah. New York Red Bull, twenty nine just like um, Zimmerman played his career pretty much. I think did he play in Europe at all? Who no. Aaron Long? No, he he's played he's played in the MLS as well. Red Bulls in Seattle. So um, we're seeing a lot of these guys in the back as MLS players, and you you move forward higher up the pitch. That's where the the town is going to Europe. So. Um, I, I hopefully we can see somebody in the future, like a big time defender, play in Europe. But um, until then, I think these guys will do for our what we think our goals are for this upcoming World Cup. But um, is he somebody that can win back favor with Greg Berhalter? I mean, I think that I think Berhalter is a complete wild card. To be honest with you, right. uh, I don't necessarily know if there's if there's ever anything you can do to to win favor or if he even if he even selects teams based on favor i mean the the guy is a freak in my opinion i i've i've made that abundantly clear i'm not a huge triple g guy um but yeah i don't know I'm, i'm not sure it seems to me like he's probably on his way out in terms of favor if we had to guess uh i i don't know i guess i just I'm I'm so anti MLS at this point. It's it's so hard for me to be to see a guy at 29, just know what kind of caps he has with the men's national team. See that he's not necessarily in the team or or getting active time, and be like, yeah, he's gonna be able to gain the opportunity to work his way back in through what he does in the league. You know what I mean? I just don't think that the the league itself. Regardless of your body of work, I just don't know how impressive it is if you perform. So I guess going off of that, do you think I I, I I'm just assuming off that answer, and then know what you're going to say here. But would you say the team's problem is going to be in this World Cup um, stopping teams from scoring or us creating chances and scoring? I th- Which, would you? I don't. What's going to be our downfall? 
I think when it comes to those tough matchups. De- defensively, I just don't think that we have what it takes to... We definitely have the pace and the physicality, but I don't know if this team plays as good enough as a unit to break down like Tiki Taka. Like if, when we're going to play, when we play against, you know, England. Spain or England, like I just, I don't, I don't know if this team has what it takes to, to compete at that sort of level. I really don't. I think offensively there are guys here and even the, in the defensive midfield that I'm like, really impressed with i think tyler adams is great is that the strongest part of our team i I think so that midfield is killer like there are guys there attacking midfield regular midfield and defensive midfield there are actual like bona fide stars there and i just think the defense it's such a step back anthony robinson is good i really like him i think he has a ton of room to develop reggie cannon really quick but serginio dest dest is good too but technically and and as a unit i just don't think these guys are going to be able to compete when it comes down to it yeah all right i think that that's a good transition into the fullbacks there yeah uh mentioning dest playing for barcelona currently um there were rumors potentially about maybe a swap deal with alonzo and aspi going one way and Dest coming the other way um we already know barcelona is a ticking time bomb to implode on itself um, when it comes to finances and that they're trying the best they can in the short term um, to get what they can good player wise to help them marketing. But um, is he is, is playing under Shavi a good thing for Des right now and all the top quality there? Maybe should he make a move to the Premier League potentially? No, I think top six. I think he's got to get out of there, even if he's not going to get, uh, you know, a ton of time somewhere else. I think he's got to move. Um, I just don't think Barcelona is a hotbed for youth development right now. Sure, there's some guys that are good. There's especially some young guys that are good, but uh, Barcelona is a disaster right now. I just don't think you want to be part of that team uh, as a growing player because the financial situation is just so, so bad. Uh, yeah. If if Des can, can escape that and even go to a mid I don't even know if if he should be looking at top six, to be honest with you. Does he have that that caliber? Maybe. But I just think that that he needs to get out of that league, get a little bit uh, closer to to some of where his his teammates are and just say a prayer that uh, he can develop, unlike some of the other U.S. men's national team defenders uh, that played in England. You know what I mean? I think... I think yeah. Dest has a good head on his shoulders when, when you look at guys like Yedlin. Like, Yedlin is the number one example of what you don't want to do when you move to the Prem. And right. if you can just keep your head on straight and, and grind, which he didn't do, uh, I think it's it's the best place to play because it's, it's the most competitive. Yeah, and then going to Yedlin, I guess he's the most experienced out of all those players in, yeah. the, in the back, fullback specifically. Um, I don't. I don't think he made any caps for Spurs in the oh, Prem. He didn't. It's such a wasted career, man. He was. He was very talented. He he was loaned out in the fifteen sixteen year to Sunderland. They, he made twenty one starts, uh, registered one assist. Um, obviously, his big rise was when he was with Seattle for two years. Um, was I remember his FIFA card, rare yeah, silver, just absolutely like ninety two plus pace. Um, and then the Spurs deal came, and then uh, I, I mentioned Sunderland already. Newcastle was where he had a good run in the Prem. Yeah. Um, for four years, he was with them, and over that time, his minutes got reducted each and every year. Uh, first year, 31 starts. Second, 28. 
uh third year he only made 10 starts and then the final year he only made five so um and then he went to galatasaray which i think that's his current club oh no he, he's with inner miami no he's Sorry. with miami but he was at gala yeah yeah so he's been all over the place and you're right i think just um he had a massive rise to fame and had a good exposure to get him a move to the Premier League. They saw the potential in him, but um, like you mentioned, this if you don't play your cards right and and keep your head um, to the gr- or keep your nose to the grindstone, it's things can get away from you. So yeah. um, I think I think having Yedlin around can be good. He gives you good minutes, but I feel like defensively at times he can have lapses and and leave uh, those that right center back exposed a bit. So I think maybe. Having Des there, who I don't think we've seen him over the last nine months get many minutes at all with the no. with an international team. So no. I think that's a little. Um, I think that sucks because watching him is always great. I remember he scored a a banger in the qualifiers um, in the fall or last summer, I guess, whenever it was. But still, I think he. I think Yedlin, just like I mentioned, with maybe having Sean Johnson involved, just having. You're always going to need a couple veterans in the squad. You can't have all these young guns because they they've never experienced this. I think. Yeah, I think Yedlin. I'm I'm not 100, percent but he may have been a part of that 14 squad. Um, well, when was he with Seattle? Yeah, he could have been on that team. Not yeah. just off the top of my head, but yeah, that's another thing. Like, I don't think I think maybe one or two guys that are going to be on this squad have played in a World Cup before. So, um, that's one thing that. It can be really good or really bad, leaning more towards really bad. But, um, and I think who else has played right back? Shaq, this Shaq Moore guy, from yeah. what I've seen, he, he's plays in the second tier of Spain. Um, he, he's a regular starter there, uh, 5'11, 25 years old, good pace. That's one thing I think our fullbacks have is pace mm-hmm. out of their asses. So, that shouldn't be a problem getting up and down the field. It just it's when it comes down to putting in the cha- putting in crosses into the box for our players to excuse me capitalize on. Yeah. Um, do you feel like the depth at our fullback positions is good enough to get the job done? Maybe. I mean, uh, I think I've made it abundantly clear that I worry about our defense, but I do think that yeah. in terms of like youth and pace, they're not going to get out. Pro- they're probably not going to get outrun. I think they're going to get outsmarted because they are very young. Like, let's look at the ages. Just at, getting pulled out of position at, at yeah. these fullbacks here. The oldest fullback we have is DeAndre Yedlin at 29. Reggie Cannon is 24. Joe Scally's 19. George Bello, another guy that I actually like, 20 years yeah. old. Anthony Robinson, 24. That's really, really young. If you right. look at the the ages on some of the guys that are still playing left and right back in for the Spain national team, or let's look at uh, the Netherlands. Are They're going to be in. They qualified, didn't they? Somebody missed qualification. Who was it? Italy? Italy. It was Italy. Okay. That's another team. Look at the ages on those guys. Like They're all way older than this. And if DeAndre Yedlin at 29 is your most experienced right back, left back, whatever, I don't know, dude. I, I worry about that a lot. But I do think that like physically and in terms of um, keeping up, they'll be able to do it. I just think they're going to get totally outplayed. And that comes down yeah. to management too, which I've made my thoughts clear on. Yeah, we've never had a... I think our best run recently has been with Klinsman there, round of 16 against yeah. Belgium. So um, it's tough getting those tough those um, top-tier teams because you have to, you have, to have a, your 
best game of your career to to have any chance against those teams because um, even on their off day, they can still get the job done just by the pure talent they have. So um, you mentioned Anthony Robinson now back in the prem with Fulham. Um, I think he's probably the best guy there at the left back position. You mentioned George Bello. He could be a good number two from Atlanta. Um, And I think think that's it for the main players that have gotten serious minutes. You mentioned Joe Scali. Plays for Mönchengladbach Gladbach in the Bundesliga. That's another guy who's getting good minutes at a top level. Um, so yeah, I guess now moving into that midfield, which is probably the strongest part of our team, as you you mentioned. Um, DM number one DM for us, Tyler Adams, uh, twenty three years old, five nine, just made a move to Leeds. Um, is that the right move for him? Yeah, I think it is. I think I can tell you that right away. I think moving in. Getting, he's gonna get regular time there. He's filling the yeah. role, the, the the gigantic hole that that Calvin Phillips left. Uh, he's going to get a huge chance to develop here, get a lot of time if they stay up again. If they have to do yeah. some heroics, and and he's one of the guys that hangs around and is constantly there and grinding. All it's gonna do is one sharpen him as a player, and two, really just sort of improve his resume. In general, I mean, I think that's that's the sort of stuff that you need uh, in the national team. You need a grinder, and for him to be able to get in there at 23 and, and start to be that guy, hopefully be that guy, uh, I think that's awesome. And I just think leads are leads are a ways off from uh, from being a, a contender in the Prem, so I think there's going to be a lot of times where they're relying on that defensive midfield and Tyler Adams specifically to, to show up and, and to be that guy, and I think that's going to be great for his character and great for his development as a player, so I'm super happy with that move to Leeds for sure for him. Yeah, I definitely can see him be the, the one of those top guys for them to yeah. help solidify that midfield, and uh, I, I'd be honest now and say they're right now. If we had to make predictions, they're probably going to be a relegation team around yeah. that level. Just the I, it's. I think the past three years we've said the same thing, banging on the same drum. Is just they need to sign defenders, and this year they haven't gotten anybody yet that has been really. They they brought in attacking players, and now I think Adams is a more defensive minded player, obviously, but they still need some 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 speed and some more experienced guys in the back because those guys just haven't have had two years and just can't get the job done um so i guess not going too deep into premier league talk um yeah adams is a lock there i think he's going to be that guy for us um another guy to go in with him uh weston mckinney juventus um they just brought back paul pogba um, they got in D Maria now. He they brought in more top tier talent for him to train with and play with. Um is he in the best position now, training wise, playing with the best players to get the best advice, maybe? Uh yeah, I think so. I mean Paul Pogba, most recent World Cup winner. He needs advice, doesn't he? I mean he yeah. McKinney is is known for his yeah, he's terrible decision making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he fits right into that, like, the midfielder in, in Italy role. Those guys are fucking nuts. They always have been insane. And I think having some of those big personalities are... The U.S. hasn't always had big personalities. Some of those guys in the midfield there have kind of been sissies. I mean, I hate Michael Bradley. I hate, 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 have always hated Michael Bradley. And when I think back to those teams, the team 
really that that lost in 2014 i think it was 14 um that's like where my mind goes to right away there was no personality besides howard maybe dempsey jermaine jones i think right was that jermaine jones trying to look up the squad right now it was he scored that crazy seed against belgium yeah no he scored against germany oh it's germany group stage we tied that game i think yeah but regardless Uh, i i think that there was a severe lack of personality there i think weston mckinney has a huge personality he's got a lot of room to improve he's at a club where development is number one um he's gonna get regular season reps as well as champions league uh copa italia all that stuff so I think that's that's where he needs to be. I don't want to see McKinney move. I think he fits in Italy. His play style is good. He was injured a lot of last season, but I just think that, that that's where he needs to be. His market value is around $28 million. I don't necessarily see um, any of the clubs in the Prem sort of splashing for him until he proves us one more year that, one, he can stay healthy, and, two, he can continue to improve uh, as that sort of midfield maestro. So I'm um, I'm excited yeah. to see what what will come from Weston McKinney, um, and I'm I'm a buyer on him, not a seller. I know some people are are sort of selling his stock already, not me. Yeah, and looking at that roster, Yedlin was on the squad, so he will be the only player to have played in the World Cup for the U.S. if he makes the team. Um, oh, cool. And your 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 midfield for that team was Michael Bradley, mixed discrude, faster, uh, Alejandro Bedoya, shout out Union, um, oh. Jermaine Jones, Brad Davis. Kyle Beckerman, uh, Julian Green, ex Wonder Kid, and, yeah, uh, Julian Green, and uh, Graham Zuzi. That was your midfield. There, uh, that was that was violent stuff, there, buddy. Not much pace going on there. No, none. Um, but yeah, that'll be different this year. Uh, speaking of which, another youngster, Yusa, uh, Yusuf Musa, right? Is that yeah, Yunus Musa? Uh, yep. Uh, I think he's the youngest in that midfield. He's more of a box-to-box guy. Um, I think his best performance that I've seen was in that El Salvador game recently where they scraped out the draw in the that the, the most disgusting uh, pitch situations I've seen. Putrid uh, stuff, truly. It was, But he was a, a huge driving force in us getting a result in that game, um, the speed he has, and he plays... For Valencia in La Liga, he's been a, a normal starter there for them, if not getting good minutes still. Um, is uh, is that what we're missing, ultimately, is just the pace in the midfield? Yeah, I think so. Um, more of these, these guys are more maestro engines, sorts of guys that are going to be able to go forever. Uh, Musa, I think, is a little bit more of, of what you just said we needed. He's, he's quick. Uh, he can play right wing. He can play attacking midfield. I think he's he's solid. Uh, very versatile. Very versatile. You can play him sort of in, in a lot of almost all these guys can play two to three positions for you. Yeah, which is great. I mean, you can you can even put McKenny further out on the right too, um, yeah. which is which is great. So I think he's sort of exactly what um, what what the team needs. I, I like to see just somebody that's going to absolutely light it up. Just set off and go, uh, sort of like Giassi Zardes was uh, once upon a time. Not not quite like that anymore. Uh, and I think Musa is, is highly skilled. This was a, a great acquisition for the U.S. He uh, he could have played for England, and I think there's actually one more country he could have played for as well. So uh, I think this is great, and I'm hoping that 
uh, he continues to to improve over in La Liga. Valencia is a competitive team sometimes, so I think uh, he's he's right where he needs to be, and we'll see as he ages if he makes some moves elsewhere. I could see him actually being really solid in the Bundesliga as well. He would fit over there. Yeah, there's a couple teams that could definitely use him. Um, yeah. I'm sure when uh, Jude Bellingham leaves for the Prem, I think he that he could maybe move there. Oh yeah, um, for sure, definitely. I'm sure Liverpool's waiting to jump on him. Yeah, but um, I guess going into some maybe some some squad rotation guys in the middle there that I think can give good minutes for us, not staying too much on them, so we can move further up the pitch. Um, Kellen Acosta, another MLS driven guy, plays with LAFC currently. Um, I like him on set pieces a lot. Anytime he's on him, I feel comfortable, and he he's good service. Um, kind of gives good minutes from McKinney there as a box to box guy. Um, not too much going forward. Not too much in the back. He's a good mix. Um, Christian Roldan, this guy's more reserved, sporadic yep. kind of player. Um, more more signature six, uh, six role for like how Adams plays. Um, he's been a long time sounder. Um, Luca Della Torre. Um, European based plays for Celta Vigo currently in La Liga. Um, he's a good, he's a good attacking guy, more of a, more of a 10. Um, I think he's somebody that can be a little creative, um, flair in the middle. Um, and then one more, and then you can touch on maybe one or two that you like out of this group. James Sands, um, previous NYC now plays for Rangers, um, he can play center back, full back, uh, DM, another one versatile guys. Um, anybody in there that potentially could get, could be a, a, a big, could have a big role in the world cup this winter. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm not, I'm not super familiar with James Sands. You said he plays for, he played for NYC for a couple years and then, uh, he had a loan spell last year, I think in Europe. And now he's with Rangers full time. Mm-hmm. He I'll played last to... year with Rangers, yeah. Oh, all right. I'll have to look. I'll have to look. He played. He got. He got subbed on in the Europa um, League final against Frankfurt. You mentioned. Um, you mentioned Roldan and and Delatore. I think. Um, he's twenty four years old. I I think that yeah. he does have Spanish national uh, status. I'm actually surprised that he's he's decided to play for the U.S. Uh, only ten caps. I've I've followed him a little bit. I actually had him in one of my uh my career modes uh mm-hmm. on FIFA. I think he played for a Fulham, he, I think. He once. did. Yes, he did. He um he actually has twelve goals uh registered for Fulham in, in Premier League too. So that's that's funny. I think he's a guy that has gotten a, a lot of time in the past. Matt just mentioned Fulham. Um so a lot of experience playing in this sort of uh, gritty, grindy sort of sort of style of football. I think that's a guy that you may see get slotted in. Only ten caps, but I'd like to see more. Um, he's he's a guy that I I keep my eye on. Not a not a ton of of games in general for the regular U.S. men's national team, but he did play some for the the U twenties back in the day, back when like when I was graduating high school. So that's a familiar name to me, and I'm I'm thinking. You know, maybe maybe we will see some of these guys that you you aren't necessarily used to see starting sort of break out. I mean, that's that's Pulisic's spot uh, out on the left, yeah. but uh, who knows? I I truly never know what to expect with with Greg. Maybe I'll just throw Christian up top and let him fucking go. Yeah, uh, I that guess would be that lit. 
Yeah, and I guess now going into the wingers and the forwards, we'll start with the wingers because we play a 4-3-3. Um, this is probably going to be the most controversial when it comes to naming an 11 for these games because there's there's four or five guys you could put All out good. there and you'd be okay with. So this is going to be a very heated um, next couple months to see who can get the edge on the others. But um, I think going off to one of the spots that we know is a lock, um, you mentioned Pulisic. Um, he could drop into the midfield, play that 10. Um, all these guys are dynamic. Um, plays with Chelsea currently. We still don't know if he's going to be a regular starter. Um, last year was more of a rotation guy. Um, we'll see if maybe Ziyech moves out. I think we're linked with um, Rafael Liao from Milan. Yeah. Uh, Portuguese guy. Um, potentially could throw Ziyech in that move, but um, I think it would take us around 80 to 90 million euros to sign him. So he would be an immediate starter, which would make the decision to move Pulisic on that much bigger but um i don't know if chelsea want to get rid of him due to bowley and wanting to have an american presence um for pulisic in his career he has to get regular minutes regardless of where he is um to to just stay in form really but i don't know it we still have a full full two like seven weeks for something to happen anything can happen these when these windows have been crazy things come out of the blue um very quickly out of out, right out of the right from under your nose so um i guess we know he's going to start we know he's going to wear the captain's armband most likely but um um for i guess really should he leave chelsea i guess ah uh, it, it's tough it really is tough to say because i i don't necessarily think he's disliked there i just think that I don't think he is either because I, I just, think Juve Juve was interested in him. Yeah. When we were when we were talking about Delic, now he's in further. I think he's agreed terms with Bayern. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll wait. I think we're still not fully off of Delic yet because we know Bayern Munich isn't a, a club that goes after high profile guys at their prime. You know what I mean? They pay premium money. So yeah. Um, and we know Chelsea right now is very cash friendly and we'll we'll easily pay some good money um so we'll wait and see but pulse it could be in a move there who knows but i think i think chelsea want to keep him and tuchel wants to keep him in his plans just to have as a safety blanket in case verner's not firing or um mounts having a couple bad games you know what i mean yeah um i think for me personally as a as a Chelsea fan, I want him to stay in that, but still, like, I want us to have a good World Cup showing. So, if it means he gets regular minutes, I'd rather see him go somewhere and play sure. and do well because, like we mentioned, the World Cup's every four years, and I want us to do the best we can. So, if it means he has to leave the club, I'd rather see that. But, um, yeah, it's like you said, it's it's tough to say, really. No, I just I want because there's not many there's not many places you can go. No, there aren't. And I want to just see him get time. But the more time he gets, the more injured he is. Yeah. So it's really hard. It's it's a really tough situation because you get this injury bug as early in in your career as he has. Uh it's it's really unlucky and I think some of them some of the injuries maybe not necessarily injuries, but that's, you know, uh, that's not really my call to make. I just think that Sometimes there have been situations where he hasn't gotten the start because of, you know, one thing or another, and they've said, oh, he's injured this week. I, I don't think that's always been the case, but 
I do think he's he he struggles. I think his fitness is is notoriously not great. Uh, maybe not necessarily his own he fault. Gets fouled a lot. Yeah, I that's what I mean. I don't necessarily think it's just him. I, I he takes a lot of knocks. His his style that he plays gets him in very tough spots where he's going to get hit. Yeah, and and it's just it's tough for him. So I think maybe a move away, sure, maybe it would help him. Um, but. I just don't see it happening, and at this point, I think it's worth giving Chelsea another year, or or them giving him another year rather, and and just seeing if he can stay healthy the full time. Because if he can, he he's a serious force, and he's extremely talented. Yeah, if I have to go out on a limb, I think he's gonna stay. I do too, for sure. I I, I would one hundred percent say he'll he'll stay. Uh, going to the other side where you could fit multiple guys. Um, going back to the Dortmund, go Gia Reyna, uh, another guy who dealed with a couple injuries um, over the last couple international breaks. Um, he's a guy, uh, a legacy. His dad played for the international team, and um, his mom also played at a high level too. So he's he's just represents the the family and the brand of U.S. soccer where it can go. Um. He's another guy that deals with a couple bit things of injuries, but um, didn't play too many games last year either for Dortmund. I think I'm looking here, made like ten appearances, and he he's I think he plays enough minutes over there, even though he's 19, which is crazy. But um, I don't know if he's gonna be a starter come the for, come the first game. No, I, I'm not necessarily sure about that either. I think his fitness is a problem. Uh. Terrible, terrible injury last season. And I don't know. But I I do think Gio Reyna is unbelievably talented, sort of cut from the same cloth that, that Pulisic was cut from over there at, at Dortmund. So I'm hoping that, that this was really just, you know, sort of a bump in the road and, and that's it. But uh, who knows what to expect. Yeah, two more guys that we could consider in the starting lineup you have. Tim Weah, um, his dad George played for Libya, um, and um, I mean he plays his time in Lille, I think right now. Yeah, he plays out there in Liga. Had a spell with PSG, uh, didn't get minutes. He moved here. Um, plays with some good guys. He plays with Jonathan David, Jonathan David from Canada, who is a very nice player. I'm sure he'll make a move somewhere soon within the next two years, but. Um, He's another guy. He's got some size on him, six one, um, good burst of speed, can hold up the ball a little well at a in a wide position. Um, is he somebody that we could kind of fly under the radar a bit? Yeah, I suppose it's it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, and then I think another guy who I think we're biased towards, um, but definitely has a strong shout to be in the starting lineup is. Is Brendan Aronson? Yes. We talked about Adams with Leeds. Now, now they are both made their move to Leeds under Jesse Marsh, American yep. uh, manager, who I'm, I'm sure will do his best to get them as much time as possible for the World Cup. Um, he's going to come in right away, make a major impact for Leeds. He will. He'll probably take time away from Rodrigo. Um, whether they play their conventional four-two-three-one. Or maybe they go with a four-three-three style, play him out on the wings. But I think he's somebody that we don't have to worry about time. It's just whether he gets, he picks up a major injury, or maybe his productivity doesn't carry over from the Austrian league as 
as uh, he had such a great time there last year. Played in the Champions League. Yep. Didn't he score against Barcelona in the one game? Or Bayern? It was Bayern. Bayern said it was Bayern, I think. Yeah. Yeah, place of birth, Medford, New Jersey. The Medford Messi. I'm hoping, truly, that he can carry that form over because his style of play, dude, he, he could low-key, like, sh- he could shred. He could actually score a shit ton of goals. I know he didn't have a ton of goals last year for for Salzburg. Um, I think he had... I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you there. He had... Nine goals? Not, ten assists. He had four... Yeah, in his two years there, he had nine goals. Yeah, no, I I think that's a that's a really low tally, to be honest, when you look at his talent. Um, yeah. I think that he could totally clean up. In, uh, I think I think a good year for him would be like seven goals and yeah. six assists. I think that'd be really good. I think that would be a good year, but I think that he can totally outperform that metric too. I really well, there's do gonna think be. He's good. I think there's gonna be times when there. Obviously, we talked. They're gonna be a relegation team around that level, bottom yeah. five. Um, unless a miracle happens for them, who knows? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's uh, Jesse Marsh. He's gonna have a full summer now with his method, turning this team into what he wants, bringing in players that he wants uh, under his model. He's already brought in three to four players that fit his scheme. Um, he, they brought in another winger and that Sinistini, uh, from Feyenoord, uh, another winger. So a lot of attacking players are coming in. We'll see if they can produce. But um, I think Aronson being his first marquee signing is going to be a is going to be a pillar or a cornerstone to how they they play and play week in and week out. I think he's he's going to have to do well for them, and hopefully it carries over into the the World Cup. Really, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Really know if there's anything else to say yeah so i think now we can go into well some of the reserve guys you got jordan morris um gives good minutes out there got that equalizer against el salvador we talked about musa played well in um he's a guy that i'm sure is going to be a veteran and will be there in the squad um as well as paul Ariola, uh little mini me for dc united um right he's still at dc united he's at uh Uh, fc dallas now okay Okay, he made a move there. Okay, still he's he's another MLS driven guy, yep. um, but he he's a guy that gives everything on the field. So um, those guys are more reserve players. Now we go into the forward position, which I think is going to be our downfall when it comes to the World Cup. I'm more worried about this position than our defense. You're not you're sleeping on my boy Tim Weah. Well, they're going to play him out wide. He doesn't play as the nine. He plays yeah. as like an eleven. I know, but the the issue is like I don't know why these guys don't. Why don't like why don't they just move him in? Yeah, I don't know either. They're like I don't understand to, that. I don't get that. They're trying to they're trying to force feed us. So the list we got for strikers is Jordan Pifak, we got Jesus Ferreira, go to hell, Ricardo Nasty. Pepe, and um the other boy, Haji Wright. Um he, he Pepe's hurt his, still, isn't he? I think he is most likely gonna be the starter. He's with Augsburg in the Bundesliga, 19 yeah. years old. Um, Augsburg is a team that's more towards the bottom of the table. So, and he he was he didn't get to he didn't start many games last year. He was a lot of bench, played in the bench a lot. Yeah, he made his move from FC Dallas in the winter window. So he started played the last half of the year there. Yeah, and uh, didn't didn't make a big impact. But 
I think he'll most likely be our starter. Um, Jesus Ferreira is another FC Dallas product who did well for for a bit. I think he scored a bunch of goals when we played um, one of the shit teams, but or who was it? It was a friendly. He, he had like four of the goals. Yeah, it was in the um, the, the the tournament. This lot, what was it? The Nations League. Yeah, Nations. He's against fucking one of the like low. T- we beat him eight nine nil. He had like four of them, oh. which I don't really count. But yeah, I'm trying to find where where it was. I can't find it, but still. So Ferrero, Pepe, um, Pifok, who plays for Union Berlin right now. Uh, more of a stockier build, more Josie Altador esque, if you will. Six three one eighty three, um, the oldest of the of the lot at twenty six. So I mean, you talk about not having experience or like that European sense. This is where we're lacking the most. Even if those guys are playing out there, they're not getting many minutes. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think that are we gonna have to make change? And and like you mentioned, maybe move way in there I, and play a false nine sense to how Man City does. I don't know if Burhalter is the guy to manage that type of scheme. No, I. Well, let's let's jump down and just get it out of the way that he's not. He, he isn't the guy to manage that sort of scheme. But I think that the correct move is to slot one of those guys to play striker. So Just what, get all of our best talent out there. Whether that be Pulisic or Timothy Weah, I don't know. But those are two guys that you know can play there. I mean, Pulisic is more of an attacking midfielder if we're being straight up, but you know for a fact that he's going to be able to play striker, like for sure. And Tim Weah, yeah. I know for certain, can play striker as well. Yeah. I think that that's what you have to do. I would rather put somebody weaker on the wing, or maybe not even weaker, and play a really strong guy up there who you know is going to be able to get away from defenders or at least wiggle his way through because they have better sense for the game. Um, I I don't know. I, I just think that that's the move because I don't think Haji Wright, Jesus Ferreira, and the other guy, uh, Pepe, are, are going to be enough there. Pepe, I think, could be good, but... I I just worry. That's all. I think it's too much for to ask somebody that's nineteen years old to lead the line. Yeah, Me no, personally. it is. It one hundred percent is. I'm, Th- I'm that's the youngest. That. I think that's the youngest area we have. I think one is the wingers. I think strikers the second youngest area we have. Yeah. So. Yeah, if if we're going off concerns, I would say forwards the most for me, and you set up defense in general. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot can change in the next four months. Somebody could pick up a major injury, and then we're screwed into a spot. Or maybe, um, not hoping for this, but maybe England and the other teams pick up major injuries too. So um, that's a game changer. So, I mean, I I think, would you say just right now, prediction we get out of our group, it's us, Wales, England, and Iran? Yeah, second spot. And then we would play either, most likely going off assumptions, we would play first in Group A, which is either going to be Senegal or the Netherlands. Oh, those are both and if we tough play the games. Netherlands, if we play the Netherlands and our weakest spot is forward, I think Van Dyke's just going to sit and have a picnic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as 
Yeah. We're going against Van Hall. Uh, anything can happen against Van Hall. Yeah, that's the truth. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe we can we can sneak something by. But that, that Netherlands team is good. Like they're they're solid. They have a lot of really solid guys, young guys, old guys, just very seasoned players. Uh, I I don't know, man. I think after groups and please, I don't want to get my heart broken in groups. I really don't. No. I, I'm not ready for that. Uh, it's it's gonna break me if it happens. Well, we open we open up against Wales and then we play England next on Black Friday, I think, yep. and then we close against Iran, which I'm going to assume right now is a must win game. We should I mean, win. That. We I, I know we have to win that. Like on paper, we should, but. I feel like if we do anything but win that game, we're out. Because I can definitely see Wales squeak a draw against England. That's, I can definitely see that. That's probably true. I think I think four points is enough. I just think that there's a lot, like there's a lot on the line there for for uh, for Wales and stuff. So I can totally see that like that little rivalry, like you know, Wales. We and saw England. we saw in the Euros. Scotland, yeah. England was a nil-nil draw. So yeah, it was things, a great game. Things, yeah, things can happen. I mean, Scotland's a heavy underdog now. They they lost to Ukraine in the qualifier to get in. So, I mean, anything is possible in a one-off game. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm excited, but I think uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a tough one for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that concludes our little little review. However, you want to put it of the. Men's roster for the U.S. team, potentially what they could do, in our opinions, for moves. Um, we we already said, I think you can pretty much hear in our voices and tone about Burhalter. We're not confident in the manager, so it's going to be on the players to perform what they can, um, whatever they're given their task. But, yeah, we got three, three, a little over three weeks till the Prem's back. So I think next week will be something similar. We'll have to come up with something topic wise and then two weeks from now will be our final little major transfer episode and then we're going to do our season predictions which is going to be exciting yep i'm excited or or i think i think next week i don't know it's gonna because next week maybe could be a transfer episode the following week may have to be our predictions yeah and then because the following week we have to do our week one predictions you know what i mean yeah i do so I think it works out well now. Right. Um, I th- I think next or what was it two weeks? I think it's still going to be too soon to predict because we saw how last year was with our predictions, how things were far off for a couple teams, and yeah. a lot of major moves happened with Lukaku and Ronaldo. Ronaldo was a, a wild card; nobody saw it coming, yeah. and potentially he might not even be there start starting uh, September. So. Um, it's going to be brutal. Hopefully, we'll do a lot better than last year. I can tell you right now for a fact, man, you will not be in my top four. I don't think. I don't. Th- I'm pretty sure that's not giving anything away. I don't. I don't think either of us are going to have them in the top. Um, I think top six would be a good goal for them. Who yeah, that'd be it. Um, it'd be like an overachievement. I have more confidence in Arsenal than I do United. So me too. That's really saying something. But uh, yeah, not spoiling too much, I guess. Uh, make sure you check us out on our socials. 
at post20pod. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. This is going to be the time of the year where we will be most active. We will be posting a lot of shows. Um, currently, I have two episodes in for my high school series that I'm doing every Sunday. Yep. So if you guys are interested in more of a grassroots side of things um, at the local level here, um, tune in for that. Right now, it's just weekly little updates on training. Um, I did a all-decade team for a high school team which uh, I think went okay. There's a couple spots. Maybe looking back, I could have changed, but still, um, I don't know if you heard who was in my team. You could definitely see who I picked and understand why. Um, and then, uh, obviously, the main show, and I know in a couple weeks, you and Jeremy will probably be back with the NFL show, right? Yes, Do you guys have anything yes. planned soon, maybe for preseason predictions or anything like that? Anything I, have you guys to, are cooking? I have to catch up with him. I, I haven't yeah. talked to, to really... That- him or last year that show did really well and i really love listening every week yeah i'm excited to to bring it back i have i will say i have i have one uh glaring omission i i i was reached out to by uh by an ex-player there was a player who who registered 27 assists in the 15 16 year from the position of left mid he felt that he was maybe snubbed for having a one season assist record Oh, okay. I, I just had yeah. to had to put it out there. I, I I was the one that 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 marked down all of those assists. There was no funny business, but yeah, true, I, true, true. I was, we were talking about it. Maybe a manager of of the decade. Oh, that was He'd me. Definitely be in the, was yeah, me. yeah. I was the I was the Arsene of of. Yeah, Tof. I don't know. Tof pretty goaded. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to go against Tof. It is uh, tough. Coach Mayer did say you were a favorite. Oh, good. That's that's yeah. lovely. I appreciate that. It's always nice when you have somebody doing the book that knows the game. Yeah. Because I think everybody else had a good idea about the game, but like you knew, like you knew that like what you were doing. Oh, dude, I was I was keeping key passes. Like I was keeping all sorts of stuff on the side. I probably like you weren't marking. In a book. Like you weren't marking BS saves. Like no. for goalkeepers, like no. pat stat, uh, what was it? Padding stats. No, we were not padding stats. We were we were going crisp every single time. I took it to uh, to the ref. I, I make sure that he signed that shit. He took a look and he felt good about it. Yeah, because our current manager right now, his handwriting is it's a, a doctor's. Scene? It's a doctor's oh, handwriting. No. So it's very bad. He needs to get in the lab with me. I, I did the book for one game. We were playing. Oh yeah. Buna, yeah, I, I was writing descriptions for the goals too. Oh, that's lovely. I used to do that as well. Have to. Yeah, it just makes me like I just love writing it down. I know it feels good. All right. All right. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, we're going on a bit of a rant. I know we're um, we're tangenting. Yeah, we're extending this to probably around an hour ish, but still, I think it was a good episode that we came up on the fly. Um, talking about the national team is pretty easy, and I think we are both looking very much forward to the the first and probably only time that it will be in the winter. Yep. So, uh, yep. Um, check us out on our other, um, streaming platforms. If you're listening on SoundCloud, we also stream on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So, uh, until I will see you guys on Sunday, but, um, for the, from the both of us, we will see you next week. Yep. Take care. See you guys.